The Fake Show is brought to you by Threads of Envy, the law firm of Hutchison and Stefan, the Craft House Brewery, the Tone Factory Recording Studio, Moonshot.com T-shirt designs, and by Mr. Antenna. Now your host, Jim Tofty. You know, radio just wouldn't have been the same in the 1980s without the fix and the barrage of innovative hits that they had, like Lost Planes, One Thing Leads to Another, Red Skies, Saved by Zero, and Stand or Fall. They are geniuses in the studio and on the concert stage and now have a brand new tour and album to talk about. They'll show it all off here in Las Vegas in just a few days. Right now, my guest from the UK is The Fix lead singer, Cy Kernan. Cy, welcome to you. Great to talk to you again. Lovely. Good to talk to you. Yeah, welcome, and I'm excited to hear your new album, Every Five Seconds, and I'm excited that you're coming to Vegas on the 10th of this month. It'll be great to see you guys again. Yeah, first day of the new tour. Excited. It's always good to um, put the miles in with the the music. The touring is really, at this point of our career, what is the thrill? No safety net, the whites of people's eyes, Um, the community of fixed fans that we bring in and sing to both sides of the room. We go back before the great divide of society, which come from a time where things were a little bit more united, or maybe we're a little bit more innocent, and we didn't quite know the full extent of the destruction out there. But That's for sure. You're going out there, it's practically a new world, isn't it, Cy? Yeah, it really is. I think basically the tone is that we're like fanatical moderates at this point. We're going to try and bring people back <laughs> through the center of the pendulum swing. It's not just left and right. The level head's in the middle also. These days, it seems like you're promoting a tour by putting out a new album, whereas it used to be the other way around, yes? Yeah, exactly. Before, you were just tour to promote an album. Now, you definitely have music out to let people know that we're here, and you can come and see a, um, a live show. And I think that in society, the things that bring the community together for whatever reason, if even it's a rally or activism, but music has always been that initial instigator to bring people together. And, um, I, you know, I, I do feel the power of activism through music, always have. And now it seems a little bit more vibrant. And maybe the, I don't want to see, you don't want to get preachy. People have had enough of that. You don't want to get dark. So you have to sort of bring the hope level up and try and start with the healing. Because I know music heals me, so I'm hoping it will do the same for the audience. Yeah, I know that I've got very busy days, but at the end of the day, I've got to listen to some music for an hour or so, at least, you know, to finish things off. Yeah, it's like a release. It takes takes you to a place you need to be. The new album is very nice. I especially like the single Closer did you have more time to work on this, or were you actually holding back on the release of the album until you could tour? Yeah, we were. We, I mean, we were ready to rock this record in uh, 2020, but the, you know, nature had different plans for us. But we did have some time. We started thinking about a new album in 2014, and we wrote a lot more songs that are actually on the album. But with the, it's nice to have a selection and see if you can get a flow working and have um, you know we. The vote, we vote democratically. This song's three to two, this one five zero. We, and we yeah. try and get as many five zeros as we can on the album. You guys came out of the MTV launch days. Did you have management at the time that said, look, we've got to feed the beast, let's start working on videos? Yeah, well, we actually were born as MTV was born. Our first 
single was Red Skies. Or we had to beg the record company to give us a small budget for a video. And this was a UK company. MTV was just starting to make some noise in America. But it was a very small thing. And then the next year, they were like, here's a huge budget to go make, make another video, make another video. And how quickly that changed. Yeah. Once people realized it was like the electronic babysitter and you had people could sort of be tap, captured, it was a lot easier to get people to watch things than to listen to things, which I remember a lot of DJs were like disgruntled at this music channel that was something you watched, took away the spirit of the radio station, which it did in a lot of ways. But yeah. it also brought in another generation in a different way. So. We benefited from that greatly. I love the title of the album, Every Five Seconds, and I have the feeling that it means as many different things as Saved by Zero did. Exactly. I mean, I'm looking, you know, when you throw a stone into a still lake and start to count the ripples, that's pretty much what happens when you write a song with a title that's a little intriguing. You start to count the meanings that spin off that initial statement. Saved by Zero is that that created that for me. I knew what it meant for me. I then went on to steal and listen to different meanings and interpretations from many fans years later. And I'm looking forward to that for every five seconds. I know what it means to me, how that my brain works. You know, consciousness is constantly sweeping from doubt to hope, doubt to hope and trying to settle in the middle. I saw you guys in the 80s. You were touring with the police and I think Flock of Seagulls. And then I saw you at our Junefest concert here in Vegas just a few years ago. And you sounded just as good, if not even better, just better as the years go by, I think. Yeah, there's a tone that's really, there's a depth. I think, um, you know, it's improved with, with maturity, more confidence, there's less nervousness. I know from my voice, you know, when I was young and stressful, I'd be singing from the top of my body, tight-chested, tight neck. Now it's more relaxed. You know, if you if to be to the vernacular, as your balls get close to the floor, the better <laughs> the tone. <laughs> Some may not remember, but you worked with Tina Turner on her then latest album, Private Dancer, and appeared in a couple of her videos. You even danced with her. How exciting was that? And and how did that happen, Sai? Yeah, it was one of those serendipitous moments. Um, we were recording our third album at the time and Rupert Heim was asked to produce two songs for Tina's private dancer album we were in the studio they broke the sessions for Tina to come in for a week and Rupert I think kindly asked uh, Jamie to co-write one of the songs might have been Queen and then I got to sing backing vocals and stand next to a microphone with Tina which was fantastic and then her manager Roger Davis then decided it would be fun to have the characters from the, the record dancing in the video. So in we came. And uh, I didn't quite know what I was doing. They had the choreographer, Tony Baz, on the part. To sort of really? You know, make the look and the movement. And I, she said, can you do that? I said, I'm just going to do what I feel. So I ended up sort of running around playing the, the bad boyfriend part in right. the song. Yeah. And there it was, captured for all time. Fantastic. I didn't know that uh, Tony Basil was involved in that. I guess it makes sense. She was doing everything back then. She was doing everything. 
thing, you know. I remember hearing an early release of your song, Lost Planes, and it was so, I just remember feeling it was so electric and exciting and well-produced. It almost seemed like you guys had the studio figured out right out of the gate. Yeah, we were lucky that, again, we're behind the producer and the engineer, Stephen Taylor, who is still the engineer on this current record. Stephen had a, the studio for him was like a, like a toy shop or a Lego. He could just build anything he wanted out of his mind, sound-wise. And uh, we really learned a lot that the space around the sound is as much of the music as it is cluttering it up with too many ideas. So we were able to really push our sound out into the soundscape world, the night sky, if you like, and hang a few constellation of words and sparkles here and there. And we ended up with the thick sound and eternally grateful. And it was so unlike anything that was on the radio back in, in those days that you almost had to feel, this really breaks the rules. This is different. And this, that's what really made your music stand out, I think, back in those days. Yeah, I think, you know, the studying of how radio, used, the airwaves would compress the sound quite a lot. But there was an, a way that Stephen worked out was to get through that compression and open out on the other side of the speaker that really translated well. Cy Kernan and The Fix with the new album, Every Five Seconds, we're all excited about that. It's been a while. It's on iTunes, Amazon, and thefix.com. And The Fix is on tour, starting right here in Las Vegas, June 10th at Oxford 24 inside the Virgin Hotel. Cy, always great talking to you. Thanks so much. Lovely. Thank you so much, Jim. Look forward to playing in Vegas. Remember, the album Every Five Seconds is available now, and check out thefix.com for all of your summer concert info with the band. That finishes off this episode of The Fake Show Podcast. I'm Jim Tofty. I'll see you next time. Listen to The Fake Show anywhere on SoundCloud, Stitcher, iTunes, and thefakeshow.com.